Hello, everybody. Pastor Chris Holland here for Remnant Revealed. Remnant Revealed. Here we are. It's another great day, another great episode uh, to share and visit and talk about uh, the needs of our law enforcement officers and our community and and just visit together. Uh, how you doing, Rick? I'm doing great. We're uh, motoring along here. It's been uh, it's been pretty interesting. Uh, seeing just uh, how the discussions are going and uh, the discussions that are occurring after our discussions, uh, things that we hear from people and and uh, see. So, yeah, things are going well. We're, hey, uh, you had a birthday recently, didn't I you? I did, yeah, yeah, I most certainly did. Yeah. That's awesome. It was nice, it was nice, and uh, uh, just a nice remem- reminder of the blessings, right? The blessings right. in life and the blessings of life. Yeah. So, Yeah, I, I don't ever have any bad birthdays being a, two-time cancer survivor and one of those episodes died so yeah my birthdays are always uh thank god i'm alive right yeah, get another right. year to knock it out of the park or try that's right you know it was interesting we were talking about that and i would mentioned to you that i just never have really i don't know if that was from an upbringing or what but just have never really placed a real strong you know, some people have a birthday birthday week birthday month oh man you know and it's a it's a big deal and you know, birthdays just really haven't been that much of a thing yeah. uh, uh, with with me. I don't know why, but um, huh. more That's and more, awesome. though, um, you, you appreciate them <laughs> more and more. At my age now, when you look back yeah. and you look forward yeah. and, and you realize you have less forward than you have behind you, uh-huh. uh, it it probably plays a little bit more on your mind that you you really want to do the very best you can yeah. with every day, every month, and every year that you have left of life. Yeah, it's a lot like other things, right? It's a time where you can uh, reflect, if nothing else, and then uh, appreciate what you've been blessed with and yeah. also what you've overcome. I That's think right. is uh, what happens for a lot of folks, which is... Uh, which can be a blessing in itself. Plus, I now need a fire extinguisher when we put the candles on the uh, cake. No doubt, no doubt, <laughs> because, right? Right. Because, you gotta just go to the numbers. Yeah. You know, know, I don't know if I can take a deep enough <laughs> breath to blow them all out. Just the little number candles. Then you only need two. <clears throat> That's right. Speaking of candles, I yep. got a great verse for you today, okay. and uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, I think uh, you'll find this very interesting. It's a great verse. You know, your Bible is full. God put everything you need that pertains unto life and godliness, this first Peter, is in your Bible. It's not a rule book or just a restrictive book. It's a book of life. And literally everything we need, everything every officer needs, every copper needs, is in that book that you have under your arm right there. Yeah. There's a verse, Proverbs 20 and verse 27, that says uh, that um, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. That's why I brought these candles. Aren't they cute? You want to have a candle fight? Mm-hmm. Uh, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now, just like in many Eastern uh, philosophies, which you know Israel and the people of Israel come from the Middle East, um, they believe that the center of life and your heart is actually below your navel. Mm-hmm. Uh, many scriptures you'll see where David or somebody would, King David 
would talk about the bowels of mercy or, right. uh, you know, he groaned from his bowels. Uh, the deep-seated place of grieving or joy or excitement. Right. Um, you know, like in Japan, they may call it uh, where uh, key comes from or, or you know, right. maybe Okinawa or somewhere like that, or the Chinese might say chi, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. source of energy. But you and I would call it our heart. We would call it the core of our being, where our spirit resides. Right. Um, that's why, you know, you, you train your core, right? And we talk about if you want your back to be better, you train your core. If you want to be able to have forceful energy and strength, it's not just all in the upper arms or, or just your muscles in your body. It's from your core. Well, they say that's where all your strength comes from, it's where right? where all of it comes from. If you take yeah. an injury to your core, man, you, you're, it, down. you're down. It mm-hmm. takes your strength from you. I remember, you know, in the old days, in the old Western days, when they talk about a man being uh, gut shot, you know, he was pretty much done. Right. uh, He he lost everything. He couldn't stop that. So the spirit of man is so important because it is the candle. It's it's what God lights on the inside of you. Mm. It is what guides you. God uses the spirit of man to teach, train, help man know, strengthen, encourage. It's the very core of your spiritual walk and being, which is the core of your life. Right. You can train your hands to war. You can train your body. You can train everything physical. You can train your mind. But it is the very core that is the strength of life. And so when I was thinking about, you know, uh, just some thoughts of, today and what we're going to look at and talk about, uh, I thought it was a very neat, wonderful scripture. Um, There's another passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 5 that talks about you you wouldn't take this candle and light it and then cover it up. up. You got to take everything. There are different things that try to cover up the light of life that's inside of every officer. The things that we see, the things that we hear when we're on scene, when we're, and I'm using the word we, because, you know, I'm in chaplaincy for many years, you go out, you deal with things with officers, the things that you see, the things that you deal with, the responsibilities, uh, the life and death circumstances, situations, car accidents, um, suicide, I mean, everything that you see, it, it wants to come in and snuff this light out. That's why we're here talking and having this podcast called called Remnant Revealed. Right. Right. We want to take that stuff off. We want to show and and teach and help people know how they can keep that candle lit, keep it burning. It's the light that reveals, right? It's the light that reveals. And and every law enforcement officer is a light in the earth, a light of righteousness, judgment, uh, justice. Uh, They are... They're there as a light of hope, of help. Uh, They come on scene when you can't find your child in a crowded fairground where you got a three-year-old that ran off, which children do what children do. That officer's there. They're they're the light. They're they're out to find that child to see where they went, to get them back to you, to restore you. You know, it's interesting. Think about this for a second from the police perspective here is, you know, one of the things that we're taught really more through experience than anything, but that 
we then teach others, members of the public and whatnot, that the number one preventer of crime Come on. is light. Is light. And yep. so, you know, you'll talk to folks in neighborhoods, <clears throat> they'll be facing a crime or a violence problem or whatnot, and immediately the thought process is we need more cops, right? We need to see more officers. And what's striking to the people in the neighborhood is the officers usually come in and say, no, the first thing you can do, the easiest thing, cheapest thing, and most effective thing you can do is to light your neighborhood up. That's right? exactly Turn on right. your porch lights. Yep. Um, provide some other lighting and illumination because what we know through experience, and I think it talks about it in this book, is that darkness flees the light. That's right. So case in point, uh, I was a part of a, uh, of a group of people that were tasked with helping to reduce violent crime mm. in different districts of our city. And one of the training uh, trainings that we went through was to be able to go into a neighborhood and yeah. pinpoint or identify right. some elements that could be changed or removed um, that would uh, take that violent crime or reduce that violent crime in that neighborhood. And, of course, back to your point, light yeah. was one of those. We were uh, making a huge push uh, to be able to uh, install greater and more and brighter light in some neighborhoods that had a lot of crime, and, uh, and those things are being done even to this day. Right. So this light... Uh, in your spirit, your spirit is a candle to the Lord. It burns. Hmm. It lights up. So um, when we talk about the heart of man, when we talk about the heart of an officer, it's not just the flashlight on his tool belt or his spotlight on his car. Every human has a candle, their spirit. And if you and I don't start with our spirit, and make sure that that spirit stays lit every day, everything in life comes against you to blow that out, to knock the top off, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. to, uh, to cover that up. <clears throat> this is not a time and a day. Now, I know people in the world would like to say it's a time and a day uh, that we don't need officers anymore. We don't need the police. Sure. We don't, you're an idiot. Until they need them. Right, until they need them. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and they'll be the first one to be dialing the 911 That's right. off the ringer right. to get an officer there to help them in their time of need. But we also want to talk to our coppers to say, we want you to make sure that light is lit in your heart every day. That's right. Because um, this world will do everything it oh can. Oh, my gosh. To drive it out of To you. just destroy it. That's right. To the point where you to don't extinguish even... extinguish it. You, you don't even believe you have a candle anymore. Hmm. Uh, you, you go to uh, the academy, you know, and you see the, even if you go to the par, you know, where they're getting ready, they want to they become an officer. And they're so excited. And you see, just so excited in their eyes. They're not really sure what all's going to go on, but man, they're fired up about becoming a police officer. And then you see them after they go through the academy, they graduate. Man, they're proud, they're excited. Mm hmm. And then you see them two or three years later. And Their candle has burned down a little bit. <laughs> their, their candle's a little shorter. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and you look in their eyes and you see that they've come face to face with how much they're really needed 
and not just them, but something greater than just their own heart and, and their own And that's a good life. point right there. You know, uh, we hear spouses say that, right? That they, well, spouses and family members, loved ones, uh, how they see that change in their officer. And that's what it is. They see <clears throat> the change in their eyes. Yeah. And they see that that change comes from things that their loved one has now seen, been exposed to, right? And it's changed changed how they look at things. Um and uh, it becomes concerning. But, you know, to the point that you were just making, I think what happens is the officers see with all the training, all the knowledge, all the tools that I have available to me, uh, there are things that I still can't fix. There are things that I still can't prevent. <clears throat> yep. And then the real realization is I can't do this on my own, in my own strength, in my own training, in my own education. I still can't do this by myself. And so it's kind of that fundamental fork in the road, right? Where the officer sees if I can't do this in my own strength, right? Or with my own knowledge, right? right? What else is there to help me? And so they're really going to have that uh, spiritual epiphany, if you will, one way or the other. One way or the other. Of uh, um, seeking it more, seeking it out. Or uh, trying to extinguish it. Yeah. How do I do this? That's right. They're, they're, they're looking directly into the face of pure evil and true darkness. Mm-hmm. Now, your average human being doesn't see evil and darkness at that level because our society has been trained and taught. We pay somebody to do that. That's right. right? If you don't want to get out and clean out your gutters, oh, man. There's somebody, I'm going to pay somebody. To, how many times do we say about things we don't want to do or deal with? Well, I'm just going to hire somebody to do that because I don't right. have time or I don't really feel like it or I don't want to do that. And so really that police officer, when they hit the street, even though other mature officers, mentors, field training officers, FTOs have told them, instructed them, talked to them, in the classroom, gone through safe scenarios. And when I say safe scenarios, you know, we run through scenarios that are, that are, that are street life actualities. Stress-inducing. Stress-inducing. Right. However, still in the back of the mind of that officer, they know that that trainer is not really out to kill them. Right. They know that that trainer really isn't out to rape that woman that's playing that role or part. They know it's still play. Mm-hmm. But when you get out into the street and you go on your first call or your first domestic or your first major situation where, where it is highly probable that you could lose your life if you don't make every decision right, uh, it can have an effect on that candle. Right. And, and and you can't really train for that moment unless you're in that moment. You know, and, and that's what officers do, right? So your candle starts getting burned down, right? Yeah. Burned out, burned or, up. Or we might say gets burned at both ends. That's what I was getting ready to say, <laughs> right? Is that um, many officers, when they're trying to figure out, one, how do I keep my candle from burning down? Or better yet... How do I relight my candle, right? How do I get recharged here? Right. Um, 
oftentimes what officers start to do is if they can't get the candle relit on this end, they light it over on this other end, and then they start burning the candle on both ends, working off-duty employment, um, extra jobs, maybe doing something else completely different, um, which then leads to you start covering what you're seeing and what you're experiencing. You're at that fork in the road, and you're saying, I could go this route that really dives very deep into the issues of life, or I could go this other route where I can just kind of mask this issue of yeah, my candle getting burned out. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so and, and invariably, I always say this, that often starts costing a lot of money because we do it, I've said it before, with the big trucks, the big homes, the big families, the big vacations. Yeah. And invariably, when you're talking to the officers, myself included, we discover that uh, it really doesn't get you very far. And it's just masking the issue of this deep-seated need that every one of us have in our spirit, in our core. And, um, you know, try as you might, you can't get around it. You can't get around that fork in the road. Um, and, you know, but, but sometimes officers struggle so much in that position or even worse yet, get themselves so far in on that other road of trying to mask all these things that it becomes masking it with alcohol, substances, um, sex, um, uh, betting, gambling, right? All the other things. Right. By the way, this isn't just officers. This is human beings human in beings, general. Human beings, period. Right? That's right. But oftentimes That's, can, right, can yeah. be even more um, accentuated for an officer because what they're trying to mask or cover is so so much larger because of the acute uh, nature of what they've experienced. Yeah. To your point, a, a major catastrophe, a mass casualty incident, the, uh, 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 a mutilation or a tragic death of a child in a car crash or a murder uh, from abuse, whatever the case may be, things that no human should see are officers are not only seen, but oftentimes they're seen every single day. Every day. And so when you go home, how do you mask that? How do you relight the candle? How do you, um, it becomes very difficult. It, it, I, I, I talked to an officer not too long ago that told me, he said, you know, pastor, he said, uh, I used to see four to five murders, heinous murders a year. Yeah. He said, uh, in the same area, in the same district, I'm now seeing four to five a week, a week. And that's happening in, in major cities across the country. And, and you see, and when we talk about murders, I mean, most human beings have never seen a, a human body sliced up. I mean, where it's down to the bone all over a body or stabbed multiple times or, or what a true gunshot wound does to the face, the head, the neck, the arms, the legs what that looks like, they would throw up, they would pass out, they couldn't look at it, they wouldn't want to see it. Or they think they know because they've seen things on TV. On TV, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. So anything and everything happens in an officer's life to snuff out this candle, the spirit of their life, their heart. And that's why the Bible says to guard your heart hmm. with all due diligence Guard your candle with all due diligence, for out of it flow all the issues of life. Hmm. 
This is a great candle. This is actually a candle we use for some of our candlelight services that we have, you know, at special occasions. And, and um, it's, it's, it has all the potential. Hmm. Wax, nice wick, it's tall, it's ready to be lit. There's only one problem. If you turn all the lights off in this room, even though I have this candle, it's not going to offer one spark of light. Mm-hmm. The only way that this candle can offer you any light whatsoever is if it has, now don't, don't start shouting right around, but if it has another source. That's right. It has to have a greater source in order to provide any light, even though it has the potential. All the potential's there. But there has to be another source that sets this on fire. That's right. And that source offers a greater flame. There's no flame here. There's no light here. Until that source, now if we say this is the human, this verse, the spirit of man has no light unless God, who is light and life, puts him self inside and lights this spirit of man back up has to be something bigger that overcomes the current state something bigger candle right which is i mean this is why even like uh alcohol anonymous or drug anonymous all these different they always tell you that if you do not come to a place where you believe in your heart in a higher power they use the term higher power you and i would use the term god then you will not be able to sustain or overcome the addiction you deal with. Even those who battle these things in life, they'll tell you, you have to come to some depth in your heart to understand something greater than you has to help you. Even where officers are concerned, excuse me, uh, you can do everything you can physically, everything you can mentally, but you have a candle on the inside of you, a spirit on the inside of you that has to come to the recognition there's a greater source needed here or you will either have no light on the inside to guide you mm-hmm. in times of deep darkness because if you don't think that darkness is coming for you as an officer, you better think again, it's coming. Yeah, It doesn't just overwhelm the streets and everybody else. It wants to overwhelm you. And it will overwhelm you with despair, disappointment, frustration, anxiety, depression. It will, it will come to a place and a time where it will make you want to do what you have helped other people through in life. And that's take your own life. Mm. Because that darkness means to overwhelm the light that's on the inside of you. Why you started the academy. Why you became a police officer why you had it in your heart to do this great calling that God called you to. Yeah, it's the, that's the point all the time, right? <clears throat> it's not only what we do, but uh, why we do it, and then who we do it for. And then who we do it for. And I find that that's where the real transformation occurs with officers that I know, that I see, uh, again, I always talk about that, but then I'm always quick to point, myself included, right? Yeah, and, and me included. I mean, it's every human That's what being. people need to yeah. hear, right? We're not Absolutely. Just, talking uh, in theory here we're talking through experiences is that invariably that's where strong transformation occurs 
um, when you start reflecting on not why, not just why you do it, but who you do it for. And when you see that, um, you do it because you believe in things bigger than yourself, helping somebody you don't know, um, um, helping people that can't help themselves. Yeah. Right. That's something bigger than yourself. That's a, uh, and then, and then in that, when you say, why, why would you do that? Right. If you stay focused on because it's important, it benefits something besides me. But then when you start saying, well, who are you doing it for? Well, I'm doing it for my neighbor. I'm doing it for my fellow citizen, all those other things where I see the real transformation occur is when you say, you know what? I'm also doing it for the one that called me to do this. That's, the that's one right. that's bigger than all the things that I face, right? And to, and to your point, when you realize that there is something, someone that is bigger than those addictions, Hallelujah. those challenges, the evil that yeah. you're facing every day, that's where the officers really have this fork in the road is they come face to face with the evil that they they thought they knew, but they had no idea mm-hmm. it even existed. Which is what we see with our with our residents, citizens, right? They're paying somebody else to do that, but always always point out they never see the great underbelly of society. That's right, because they're sleeping. Thank you. <laughs> While very they're much. resting and sleeping and recuperating, yep. and by the way, recharging and then relighting their candles, right. there's some other person out there, woman or man, that is standing that line, burning their yeah. candle down on their behalf. And they loved and these wicked, evil uh, people. They love darkness. That is right. That's they wait for darkness. That's right. They look forward to darkness. Why does they the majority hide in darkness? of the evil occur <clears throat> at night and in the dark? Right. This isn't something new. No. It's, it's it's been the case since the beginning of time. That's if right. If only there was something that could tell us how that occurred and what actually occurred at the beginning of time. If only. If I'm only. I was trying to think. That's right. I think there might there, be something that's revealed. Something might in be here. in there. That's right. Revealed, yeah. That's right. So. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it is. It's a good deal. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, telling that, um, you know, you think about it, that's often what we do as officers. You did make that point, but you think about it, we got light bars on our cars, right? So we're that's highly right. visible and can be seen, especially in times of emergency. Right. Right. Uh, the red and the blues. And um, we have that spotlight. Right. And so it's not only having the light of your candle, but really what I have found is our job as officers is then uh, to when we realize that, hey, what if it's not just our light? You said it earlier. Someone, something inside of your candle. Right. That becomes the light. And then when they become the light, really, our job is to then reflect that light. That's right. And to direct it. Yep. As, as Matthew 5, uh, 15 and 16 says, uh, let your light so shine. Mm. Where? Before men. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The source. The source. Now, the more you do that, the more connected you stay to the flame. If you've ever held two candles together, mm. the more connected they help each other not not go out mm-hmm. you're an officer say i'm an officer and we and we keep the flame going together we stand together how much brighter is the light how much brighter is two candles versus one that's right that's right now we do this in in my arena 
as pastors, we marry a couple. They'll yeah. take two individual candles and then they'll hold them together and then they'll light one candle to signify the covenant that's made. Mm. One officer, two officers, three officers, four officers. Yeah. When, when you're really on fire, when you're really lit up, uh, other people are attracted to you because they know you have a source of light that mm-hmm. maybe they don't have or they had and it got burnt out. Mm-hmm. And this verse says, arise in Isaiah. There's a verse says, uh, Isaiah is looking at the future and sharing what God's showing him about the future. And he says, in the last days, the darkness shall cover the earth. Yes, even gross darkness. You know, that's when it's so dark, you're like, man, this is gross. Right. But then he says, arise and shine, Mm. for your light has come. That's right. It's prophesying, talking about uh, Jesus coming to be born, die, resurrect your light. And as you receive him, your light has come. And and that's really what you were just talking about, right? Is that uh, Jesus comes along as the light and he touches your candle lights it and lights it and And now you've become his light and then your job here is to reflect his light and to stay as close to his flame there you go daily as possible that's what i was going to say how do you keep your flame going without your candle fully burning down there you go you got to stay close to the so i got four i got four rules to that can i show you those yeah i got four rules that'll help you on that four rules to keep the human spirit Train and and you can train your human spirit to keep fired up, to stay burning, and not to lose that flame. Number one is by meditating, thinking about into your heart that book right there that you have. So you start to internalize that. That's your source. That's hmm. your source of meditation. That's your source of understanding about life. You read uh, I, one of my Father's in the face, he used to tell me all the time, you read a proverb a day that teaches you, tells you how to deal with men. You read a psalm a day that teaches you how to walk with and worship your God. Proverbs. So you go to that book and meditate on that book. It also is an inspiration and keeps that candle lit and keeps the flame high. I've told you this before. The first time I read through Proverbs, and I think, and I've seen other officers do this, when if they don't know that that exists, the first time you read that, especially after doing this job for a while, I always hear the same response, the same one that came out of my mouth. Where has this been all my life, all my career? Why didn't anybody tell me this is in here? Because it really lays out wisdom for you to live by. It does. Like real world wisdom, right? Not right. some theological, mystical, mystical thing, yeah. right? It's real life application that you can apply to your life today. That's right. And then I, I flipped through and I said, well, when was this written? And you and then you realize, oh my gosh, this was thousands of years ago. Yeah. But by the wisest man that ever lived, except for Jesus Christ, King Solomon, hmm. people... People came, rich, wealthy queens, royalty people, just to hear him talk. 
about life hmm. because he had such wisdom God had given him about the things of life. And as you look through it and meditate on it, it, it brings to you an understanding about human beings uh, and how to live and walk and talk and operate with human beings. Now, you learn good vocabulary, good conversational judo. You learn through the academy and through people that train you um, how to deal with certain circumstances with your words, whatnot, how to be able to understand how to communicate to people. But the Word of God teaches you how to do it and keep your candle lit. How to do it from the deep part of your spirit. How to understand how people are operating, what they're doing. You can actually even circumvent some things just by having that deep knowledge in, in meditating on those words, on those verses, on those scriptures. You think about that. We train officers to be able to, you know, in police work and in society today, right? The big uh, buzzword that is a no-no that everybody keys in and drives into is profiling, right? Right. Profiling's got to be against the law and all these other things. And I think everybody understands it in the context of prejudicial kind of profiling or whatnot. But really what's important for officers to be trained to is how to profile criminal behavior. Right. Right. And so when, so you teach them signs and indications and things that are consistent with trafficking drugs, uh, transporting narcotics, um, how, where people normally hide or conceal firearms or other weapons such as edge weapons on their person or in their car. We teach that. We, the reason why we know that comes from experience, right? right? And, and people who've lost their lives because they right. didn't know that. The experience Officers of who've others. Lost their lives. Right. That's right either in a tragedy or in the triumph, right. right? Right. And so from that, though, it comes from a history of doing this job. And so here again, that's the power of Proverbs. That's the power, I think, in what we're doing, what we're talking about. Right. Remnant Revealed is saying, hey, guys, hey, gals, there is um, a roadmap out there. There are um, key things that have been learned, lessons learned, that are in this book. And so you don't have to repeat the same <laughs> tragedies in life, the same failures. You can see what some of the solutions are. It's all laid out for you in here. Uh, but right. again, many of our officers don't know it because people won't talk about it and right. we point them to it. Because they say, you know, well, that's religion. It's taboo. I don't really believe in it. But, but here's the thing. You know, you and I had these conversations years back mm -hmm. about what was coming. And about the darkness that was coming. We had conversations, many conversations, about what? where we were going to be even right now in this particular point in time. So what's the saying? People who don't know their history are doomed to doomed repeat, to repeat it, it, right? That's right. And so here again, the value could be, hey, rather than repeating that, why don't you go and learn through history what works and what doesn't work? Right. That is actually just as relevant to us here today as it was back then. I looked up while you were talking, Proverbs, just so our folks know, uh, was believed to have been written uh, during the reign of Solomon, which would have been in the 900 B.C. B.C. 900s. Yeah. Uh, 900 years before the arrival of Christ onto the right. scene, right? Right. Um, so that's 2021 years ago that he showed up, right? And then... 900 years before that, 
There you go. Okay. That somebody wrote these lessons learned down that are just as relevant to us today, not just in our police work, That's but in right. our lives. But in our lives, marriages. I mean, listen, in that book, there's something about your marriage, your children, how to deal with a neighbor. You actually uphold laws of how we are to deal with our neighbor because this book says that this is how we should deal with our neighbor. Um, how to deal with the government, how to deal with society, how to deal with stress, how to deal with uh, needing comfort, all the needs of man and life, they're in this book. That's right. And we're and that's why we're doing this podcast to reveal uh, to those who will hear, those who will listen, hey, you don't have to become a burnout officer there you go. that's mean and, and just hard and, and crusty and, and I mean, nobody can stand to be, you don't have to become that person. You can actually do this job, do it to the very best of your physical and mental ability, but have the core of your heart be set on fire with the spirit of God. Be a light that never gets snuffed out or put out and continue to share the light of life in the darkest places that you deal with every day. And you can develop and train yourself through the power of God by meditating on what he said about it. Well, and, and you know, I would, I would tell officers that, and I would tell anyone watching this that, you know, perhaps if you've never picked up this book or you've been afraid to because just... It's the Bible. Right. It's religion. Right. It's all these other things. Or like I hear, oh, hey, the church would burn down if I came to church, That's Pastor. Right. I love you. But or this is something written. Lightning would strike me whatever I said. That's right. That's not true. And I think people um, also think, hey, this is something that's written to tell me how I'm wrong. The last thing I want to do is pick up something that tells me every which way I'm wrong. Right. You already feel like you're wrong every time somebody in media opens their mouth. So, so the great secret, though, is, is this book tells you how to be right. Tells you how you can be right. And and here's something. My next point, point number two. Right. Many officers already do it in some degree in their life. Talk, talk more about Practicing that. the word. They love their neighbor. Mm. It, you know, the two commandments Jesus gave was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Something bigger than yourself. Something bigger than yourself. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. Many officers already practice. My next point was going to be you can build your spirit, encourage your spirit, develop it, train it by practicing the word. That once you read it, it's applicable. You can put it into practice. Can I ask you something though? And I know, you know, I don't mean to keep throwing you off of the points, but, you know, when we talk about love your neighbor as yourself, I think one of the great challenges for our officers probably many people in general, is what if you don't love yourself? If you don't love yourself, isn't that what we see? People really kind of treating other people the way they think of themselves. How do you, you know, how do you overcome that? I mean, that's well, the great I th challenge Again, I think that's the relevance of meditating on the Word because many people believe that this book is going to tell them how they are, they are unlovable. And that they're just wrong and That's right. everything about them is wrong, which it doesn't. It so, actually tells you that you're so lovable, that God so loved, 
what's the favorite verse everybody holds up at football games and mm-hmm. um, God so loved. Uh, well, that was until the world became very anti, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Jesus anti Bible. But for God so loved the world, that means you, that means me, everybody in the world, everybody that. He gave his only begotten son. You are so lovable by God. Even though you may say, I'm not lovable, God says you are. Yeah, but God, why would you love me? Because I do. He doesn't have to answer you. You just need to know he does. He doesn't have to give you a reason of why he loves you. He just does. Hmm. And once you understand that deep in your heart and fires your candle up, you realize that because he loves you, you can love others. Hmm. That you are lovable. And he wants you to know that he loves you. He's graced your life to know that he loves you. You know, I read a verse not too long ago that says, greater love has no man than he would lay down his life for his friend. And I'd like to say greater love has no man that would lay down his life for a stranger. I mean, think about that. But our officers do it every, every day. day. Jesus did it on the cross. People he, people that don't even know him or knew he existed, he still died for their sin. He laid down his life every day. Officers are willing to lay their life down. Now, they don't want to, but they will if it, if it comes to that to try to make sure that light penetrates darkness and darkness doesn't win. Well, so let's talk about that for a second because I think when people hear, especially officers who see the dark, dark evil that exists in this world, right? And they hear that Jesus died for my sins. All they key in on is, <clears throat> hey, this guy did, this guy died because, and, and I, I always say this guy, right? This dude, this guy showed yeah. up, all these other things. But that's the key thing here is that God became flesh. He became man. Yeah. And and it's because it becomes relatable, right? He knows what you're going through. Yeah. He knows what it's like to have your candle burned out. Yeah. To be Bible's, run down, to be tired, to get wore out. He used to go up into the mountains to pray to the Father to spend time with him because he was in light his exhausting. Yeah. To relight Think his about candle. that. See, I, you know, again, people don't talk about this yeah. enough, right? But even Jesus took time out to go recharge, to relight his candle. Even to when his disciples could tell, hey, pastor, you need some food. You, you need to eat. You got to eat. You, you're not, yeah, I mean, we're, we can tell you're wearing your body down. I think any homicide detective can relate to that, right? Oh, yeah. You need to get some sleep. You need to get some sleep. You, you need, need to eat get something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think that, I don't don't know, that's just so crucial and such a key point, but my, but in that, when they hear, well, Jesus died for my sins, most officers can say, well, I understand a sacrificial act, right? right? It's a sacrificial love. And I would tell our officers, whether you think you're loving your neighbor or not, you are sacrificially loving them every time you put that vest on and strap on your belt and go to work, Right. I mean, that is a sacrificial love. It's huge. Not only because of what you're doing, but what you're willing to do. If you don't think that you are in sacrificial love, ask your spouse. Ask your children. They'll tell you really quick. Yeah, because well, they're well, sacrificing yeah, too. Because they're sacrificing too. That's right. And 
and and they understand what you're doing. That's why they pray for you. They love you. They they look for you to come home. So let me ask you this: an officer says, "Okay, I can relate to that sacrificial love. Uh, I, I I'm doing that. I'm walking that out in my daily job, my responsibilities, all those things." When an officer is killed in the line of duty, right? I think most officers, because I hear uh, citizens say that, you know, like maybe there's a pursuit over a stolen vehicle. It turns into a foot pursuit. There's an ambush. An officer gets shot, dies, right? Right. And then somebody will say, man, all that over a stolen car? Like, he, he died for a car? Yeah. No. Now flush that out because, see, most officers would go, no, he didn't die for the car. He died for, and then invariably they start talking about he or she died for something bigger than that. Right. It was way bigger than the right. car. It was what? It was stand in this line. It was right? light and darkness. You can't let darkness win. So uh, It may be a car one day, but it'll be a life the next day, a child the next day, an elderly person the next day. So take that next step. Did the officer die, lay down their life, because the person was bad. Think about that for a second. Did the officer die, lay down their life, shot, killed, line of duty, death? Did that occur simply because of the badness of the person involved? Is that why the... Did, did the officer chase them and risk their life just because the person was bad? It's not why the officer was That's doing right. that. The officer was doing... This is where I talk about the reason, the why, right? Mm-hmm. And who you're doing it for. Right. Right? The officer wasn't just doing it to catch the bad guy. The officer was doing it to what? To protect other people, the community, right? Because right? if they do it one day, I can guarantee you they're going to do it again. And they're doing it in service to their fellow man. That's right. But it's not. It's a lawbreaker, so you're doing it to do what? To restore that which has been broken. That's right. Well, that's what I want our, our officers to know. That's what I want people watching this to know is that's really what occurred on the cross. When that's we talk right. about Christ dying for you, he didn't die for you just because you're bad, right? Because people take a guilt trip with Come that. Come on, man. Hey, man, that's I, good. I, I, I'm so bad. I put Jesus on the, cry, on the cross. He died because I'm a bad person, and somehow I'm supposed to feel good about that. No. It's the next step. That's right. He died to restore you. That which was broken. That which was broken. Adam messed it up. And I tell you what, officers know better than anybody. We are broken because we are in a broken world. That's right. And I, you know, we tell officers that you talked about it. You come out of the academy. You're young. You're strong. Gung ho. Gung ho. Right. And then what happens? This job, the the job, the world, the experiences you're going to have. They're going to break you down. Yep. That's why we break you down in the academy to build you back up. That's right. This job will then break you back down again. And then this is where the great divide occurs. The job breaks the officer back down again. And who or what is there to build them back up? Who is there to light their candle again? To get the fire going again. And oftentimes there, there isn't. There's nothing. Because That's we right. don't talk about this. That's right. Because it's taboo. Uh, how you doing? Good. Living Good. the dream. Living the dream, right? But what we're saying now is it can't be taboo. We have to shed and That's share it. the light. That's it. And reveal 
That's it. That these are core issues of life. If you don't connect them, you burn out. But if you connect them, you last, you burn, you're still on fire into retirement or whatever else. You are able to continue moving forward and you don't lose hope, you don't lose sight, and you don't lose light. I think that's I think that's the key thing our officers need to hear. People watching this, that's what they need to hear yeah. is Jesus didn't die because you're a sinner. He died because of your sin, but he did it as a sacrifice to restore that which is broken, that which, that is, which broken. is lost. Yeah. And here's the key part, to restore you back to your original value. Right. The reason why God so loved the world, he made you. Yeah. God doesn't make imperfect things. That's right. Right? If the perfect one doesn't make imperfect things, people may be made in in ways that that humans view them as being imperfect, broken, distorted, whatever the case may be. That's a that's a perfection of God no matter what. But this world then breaks the human. Yeah. And at some point God is so grieved by that that he's going to give the greatest treasure that he has, his son. Any parent can relate to this. That's right. Any parent of a fallen officer can relate to this. Gives their son, their daughter, as a sacrifice to restore that which is broken, to restore you to your original value, the value that he has for you. That is a love like no other. Like no other. So wrapping this up today, uh, maybe you're an officer no matter where you are right now and you're watching this, listening to us, and you feel burnout, uh, get close to the source hmm. of the flame that never dies. You know, we took call of things an eternal flame. They're really not um, eternal. I mm-hmm. mean, somebody still has to supply some As long as you fuel, keep paying the gas bill. As long bill. as you pay That's that right. gas bill. But there really is a true eternal flame. One. One. And he can light your fire. He can light your candle and keep it lit. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So uh, we want to encourage you today. uh, Take what we're saying. Think about it. Put it in your heart. Meditate on it. And uh, ask the Lord to light you up. That's right. He'll do it. He'll do it. The way that you get close to the source is just... Just open this up. Maybe and we maybe didn't get through all my points. I mean, I got. We'll we'll do another we'll, one. We'll we'll keep this we'll, going on the next one. But uh, maybe somebody could just open this and just jump in the proverbs. Just jump Just in. look it up. Just read some proverbs and yep. it, it it'll recharge you. Like the the saying goes, if it doesn't light you up, your wood's wet. Meditate on the word. <laughs> practice the word. Do an act of love. Do an act of love. Do an act of love. Hey, it's been great to be with you. It's today. good stuff, man. It is it's good, good stuff. stuff. And I, I, I know it. it's it's hitting the heart of the folks watching this. And uh, yeah. I just uh, I know I say it all the time, but I couldn't think of anybody better to be doing this with. And well, grateful here. for uh, really appreciate you. Grateful for you pointing us back to the light.